Today on the Zabecast, turning 50 sucks. The only thing worse is, well, not turning 50. J.R. Smith, shoelace untire, soup thrower, score not knower, an all-time blunder in the NBA Finals. We got notorious J.A.Y., we'll talk NBA Finals, and he'll explain the Drake versus Pusha T feud to me as best he can. All that and more in 45 minutes. If you've got the time, then buckle up and let's go. Friday, June 1st, 2018. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. And thank you preemptively for everyone who gives me birthday wishes today that I will not have time to respond to. I got what I wanted last night and the only thing I wanted for my birthday and that was 50,000 followers. Huzzah on Twitter. I had noticed that I was stubbornly close at about you know 140 followers shy. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could get to 50,000 followers right at the stroke of midnight on my 50th birthday? And you guys responded. Yes, I did have to send out a tweet begging for it, but you guys responded. So I got that last night for my birthday, and I got the only other thing I ever want, ever, uh, last night. And that is a good story, a great story to talk about on the radio. And certainly the case of J.R. Smith not knowing the game was tied when he got an offensive rebound off a missed free throw from Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, or or was it uh, Larry Nance? All these jabronis just blend into one another on this you know, LeBron-led Cavaliers team. Uh, it was an all-timer. It really was. And, of course, it spilled over into the postgame where LeBron was badgered about it by uh, Mark, Sh- Mark Schwartz of ESPN. No, he's no longer at ESPN. Uh, by uh, Jeremy Schapp, maybe? forget who it was LeBron got testy with somebody asking him over and over what'd you say to JR did he know that the score was tied did he know not to put it you know LeBron's like okay that's it I'm done I'm gonna take my $41,000 handbag yes I'm gonna get my expensive glasses and I'm out of here and my short shorts my suit with my short shorts on it anyway more on that in just a second before we get to notorious J-A-Y I hate these stories Sears closing another 63 store locations, company clinging to life. Now, look, I don't shop at Sears regularly. I have bought things occasionally from Sears, an outdoor patio set, uh, maybe some uh, exercise equipment, uh, maybe a microwave, who knows. And I don't go there much. And I understand that the world changes and business changes and everything else. But, I mean, Sears, come on, that is an American, that is an iconic American commercial landmark. Fucking Sears, Roebuck, and company, since shortened to just Sears. Thursday morning, uh, Sears Holdings, which owns both Sears and Kmart, announced it's identified 100 non-profitable stores that will be closing 72 of those locations in the, quote, near future. When Sears actually published the list of stores closing, though, the company wound up changing the tally. The full Sears closing list, which uh, is included below in this story and updated, contains 63 stores, 15 Kmarts, and 48 Sears. Liquidation begins at those stores as soon as mid-June. Everything must go. <laughs> so you get to go to Sears and then you know, maybe hopefully rob them blind of a, a manna 
refrigerator or something like that. I guess people are, are buying their refrigerators online. I, I, I guess. Like, they have to buy them from somewhere, right? Don't they have to talk to some salesman that explains the features and the uh, different classes? You know, how, well, if you want to pay another $200, this refrigerator has Wi-Fi. You can't just totally buy these big items online, can you? Do you? Is there another, you know, is Best Buy selling a lot of refrigerators these days? I don't know. It just, it's too damn bad that Sears is clinging to life and has to close another 63 stores. Maybe J.R. Smith can go work at Sears once his basketball career is done. The notorious J.A.Y. joins us now by telephone from the uh, Cottrell Mansion in uh, Dundalk, Maryland, or parts thereby. Uh, What is your nearest town, my friend? I'm in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Glen Burnie! I love it. So did you stay up to watch that entire fiasco last night as J.R. Smith has etched another low watermark in his already illustrious career of duh. I remember a couple of years ago joking that they will never win a title with J.R. Smith, which they did with one, and I had to eat crow. But last <laughs> night was the most defining dumb J.R. Smith moment in the history of J.R. Smith. I mean, it just, it, to see the picture, the visual of LeBron James pointing at the basket like, hey, 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 over there, we, we still need to score. It's only tied right now. It just is amazing. Someone said, like, the fact that uh, you know LeBron did win a title with J.R. Smith is his single best accomplishment of all time. No doubt. But, but J.R. Smith in the postgame said, I thought we were tied. Yeah, and JR. so what was the strategy? Right, right. Not to just put the ball back up. Like, God, he's just. <laughs> oh, my God. The, yeah. the, the basketball IQ of Rain Man. Uh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. And, you know, known for untying shoes at the free throw line, known for throwing a bowl of soup at an assistant coach this year, now known for either not knowing what the score is or for some reason thinking, now nah, let's just play for overtime. We got four seconds left here. Why shoot and risk winning? Do you yell at the coaching staff also for not telling him the time? It doesn't matter. You, you could have told him. You could have put a note. You could have pinned a and note to his chest. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, J.R. Smith is going to J.R. Smith no matter what. But you know what? He'll always have that parade in downtown Cleveland where he was shirtless the whole time with his ripped-up body and all of his uh, artwork, his body art, on full display. You can never take that away from J.R. Smith. Where does J.R. Smith now rank in the pantheon of stupid decisions in sports? Where does that... Who does that... Chris Webber, timeout. Uh, Jim Marshall running the wrong way. Uh, What else would be in the pantheon of dumb mistakes in sports? Uh, Roberto DiVincenzo signing the wrong scorecard at the Masters, getting disqualified. It's up there. It's up there. We'll take suggestions, by the way, uh, on Twitter and also via email. So, yeah. And then what made it even worse, there's two other things from the game last night that were complete fiascos. One was the block charge reversal on LeBron James late in the game. Thank you, Replay. Once again, this is what I've said all along about Replay. Once you start going down that road, there's no end. I thought it was a block, Jay, and so I thought that the call was, quote, correct. 
what they got to eventually. But the way they got there was very, very fishy. That play didn't bother That that play didn't bother you? Well, but here's that, the thing. They, they, they went to look at the charge because they wanted to see if he was inside the restricted area or not, which he wasn't by a good Dude, two feet. That bothered you more than the end of the game? Oh, no, no. I haven't, got, I, Thompson, I haven't even gotten to the end. They looked at it and they I, were like, I don't know what they were looking at. I haven't even gotten to the end of the game yet. Haven't even gotten to the end of the game yet. I'm just talking about the block charge. Here's a key okay, play. That that one didn't bug me as much as other calls. Okay, so but here's the thing. So the uh, you know Cavaliers up to late, under a minute to go. They draw a charge on Durant, and then they go look at it and reverse it. Huge call in the game. And, and it kind of did change the a swing of the game. That's very yes. You're very well, right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But the you're point right. Is, you're right. The point is that they were able to go look at the play only because. The rules say replay can be used for uh, restricted area violations. So you could get into the hen house under the guise of, well, was he in that restricted circle or not, or semicircle? And then once you're in the hen house, they change the rule, according to Van Gundy and Jackson, to say, well, once you're in there looking around, you can change the call from a block charge, from a block to a charge or vice versa, by looking at it on replay. It's the only type of foul in a sport in which every foul is subjective to a certain degree that you can actually look on replay and go, I'm going to change this subjective call. Well, okay. Well, that was... uh, What do you say about replay? Don't do it. Just get rid of it. Well, it's a false... It's A, A, it's a false god. Uh, People that love it are worshiping a false god. They're like, well, isn't it better to get at least some of the calls right or fix some of the mistakes? And I'm like, no, it really isn't. Getting it right is A, overrated, and B, takes too goddamn long as we're finding out more and more. Did you see how long it took them to look at that block charge? I mean, it takes all of the moment out of the sport. But anyway, so they get the call, I think, technically right because LeBron was sliding over last minute. He wasn't square. And it looked to me like a block all the way. Then the end of the game where Tristan Thompson has the audacity to contest a late shot by, uh, what, Steph Curry, was it? Uh, That was um, 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 Sean Livingston. Okay, yeah, Livingston. Shot clock running out, and the game is already decided in overtime. And Livingston's going to throw a shot up instead of getting a shot clock violation like a 10 seconds left in the game. And Tristan Thompson contests at the last second, hits... Livingston's arm and Tony Brothers referee Tony Brothers runs in makes a big deal a beat late and they call it a flagrant foul what thus and also the best moment of the game I don't know if you caught this so after that LeBron and Steph got into it oh yeah 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 yeah, because actually Steph, Steph went up for a layup at the end of a shot clock possession again when the game was basically salted away. He went up for one of his little loop-de-loop, floaty-float layups, you know, launched from the waist, and LeBron just, bam, batted it off the backboard and started glaring at him, and then the two started, pip, 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 pip. What'd you like about that? Well, Mark Jackson had a don't-get-fired moment, and he... Did not get fired for saying something dumb, Uh-oh. but he almost he went to the line and then was like, uh, "I think I'm going to stay on this side." So what what did he if, almost if, say? I don't think I heard if, this. If you go back and listen, 
Mark Jackson goes, well, I'm just going to say this. A lot of players in the league think Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are soft. But these guys are as tough as possible. Or tough as, or as tough oh. as they come. What he wanted to say. Well, yeah, I translate for me, please. He wanted to say a lot of people think Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are soft because they're light skinned. Oh, I swear to God. Oh, no. But uh, he had uh. a token fired moment and he, he PG'd himself. It was a great moment. Really? You, you swear to God that that was maybe the case? I. Tr- that is that is trust me that is well says Jay. that is well known at the meeting Zabin. Uh, well <laughs> well known at the meeting okay yes. wow yeah that would have boy oh boy that would have set espn talk show tongues a wagging forever and a day but, it would, but he quickly pg'd himself it was i i could not stop laughing well maybe those guys are a little soft because they grew up rich their daddies were in the NBA. LeBron's daddy split when he was a kid. <laughs> right? The, there's a comedian named Gary Owen who does a bit, and he says, on my football team, I want every guy who does not know where his father is oh, because he has issues. Oh, God. <laughs> By the way, does I, I, th- I don't think I've ever heard anything about LeBron's father. No. Or, or have you heard anything about the ranch dad? Uh, no. Damn. Damn. No. You would think they would come out of the woodwork by now asking for their cut. Uh, you would think that maybe they'd float out of there. There's probably been stories. I just haven't seen it. So, anyway, with the Cavaliers having blown a golden chance to, you know, steal game one, tell that dog to stop barking. What kind of dog do you got, Jay? I have a mix, and I don't know what he's barking about because it's only 8 in the morning. Well, you know, he could be hungry. Did you feed him? Oh, he'll get fed later. I don't know well, why maybe he wants to get this fed now. No, oh, that's not going kind of What kind of mix? He's a, he's a, he's a, you know, well, he's a beagle, a uh, lab, and you'll love this one. A little pit bull in there, too. Oh, a little pit bull. A little Mr. Worldwide in there, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't start with Mr. Worldwide. All right, so so having blown their golden chance to steal one in game one, uh, what happens now to the Cavaliers? Is it a quick oh, this was, this, two, well, three, it, four it, out sweep? I, they, five games, they're done. That's it. Okay, five games max. Might get one in Cleveland, huh? Yeah, I'll give them one there, but this was the like, golden opportunity. I still can't. I, I just love the postgame with J.R. Smith and uh, Rachel – Rachel Nichols, and he's like, "Well, I thought we were tied, and I thought you'd dribble out." What? He goes, "I thought we were tied. I thought we, I'd dribble out, and we'd get a better look." What, Jr.? You dribble out, <laughs> dribble out, put it back up, get a better look. Yeah. Do you think it'd be better if you just admitted, "Yeah, I had a brain lapse, and I forgot that we were tied." Yes. Did you see Tyron Lou, who was as angry as I've ever seen Tyron Lou? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, what? Watch the post game with Tyron Lou. Could not fit. To be tied is the word you would is the word just angry here. angry at J.R. Smith. Oh, disgustingly angry at J.R. Smith. Okay, well, it's his fault for having him on the team. He's the coach. Shouldn't he be able to cut him or not play him? Like I know he's kind of one of LeBron's guys, not quite as much as Tristan is, but still, 
at some point you have to say, well, we can't win with guys like this. It's what I've said all along about you know the the Warriors carrying both JaVale McGee and and Nick Young. Nick Young, like they're doing it almost as a bet. I compared it to uh, 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 Trading Places, the movie where it's like you know. Uh, we can make a homeless guy a stock trader. Watch, you know, Mortimer and uh, forget the other guy, the character's name. Remember Trading Places, Eddie Murphy? Yes, and the, the Duke brothers and, yeah, and Duke, Randolph. Randolph, Randolph and Randolph Mortimer, Mortimer Duke. Right, exactly. The, I think the Warriors are just saying, well, you know what? We can win a title with two of the lowest basketball IQ guys ever. Did you like, oh, by the way, JaVale McGee's botched dunk? It was another in JaVale. It, it was JaVale being JaVale. I it really it. was. God, I love when he does stuff. Catches in the post, turns. Nobody's guarding him. He's 6'11". He once dunked two basketballs in the dunk contest, didn't he? Yes, he did. And he turns. Could not, dunk, could tur- not dunk one in the playoffs. <laughs> turns around and just sort of spazzes out, basically, at the moment at which he's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Poor guy, and of course now all those get turned into looped gifs on the internet, and people just snicker his, at him. His highlight reel, my favorite one, is trying to post up. I believe it's Isaiah Thomas, and falling as he's trying to post up Isaiah Thomas. Oh God, that who is five eight. He, he, pl- he is yeah. six eleven. Yeah. Do you like the one where Javale runs down the court at full speed on a break and decides to take off with the basketball? Oh, about two feet behind the free throw line and misses a dunk by a million miles. There's another one where he he briefly goes the wrong way and they have to point him the right direction. And John Wall looks as angry as I've ever seen him. Oh, yeah. No. uh, Yeah, right. Right. What happened was there was a rebound, an offensive rebound. JaVale thought it was a defensive rebound. He starts sprinting in his big giraffe-like frame at six foot eleven, He starts sprinting down the court, and nobody goes with him because the Wizards got the offensive rebound, and John Wall just stops and he points the other way. And then poor JaVale has to come back into the picture like, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Obviously, he did not get his basketball IQ from his mom. I know, his mom was a great player. But, yes. Uh, got athleticism from his mom, did not get basketball smarts from his mom. So, anyway, anything else to add about, oh, uh, LeBron's short suit. The shorts and oh, the suit, Jay. Go God, ahead. looking like little Lord Fauntleroy. What do you think? Not not a good, not, was that, is that the worst? Well, Russell Westbrook has the worst looks of all time, but this came a close second to the worst fashion look in NBA history. You know who it reminded me of? Cartoon character <laughs> Richie Rich. Richie Rich would always walk around with a bow tie, a jacket, and shorts on with all of his money. His stacks with of cheddar, cheddar, cheddar. Too. Yeah. Dress pants. Do you know the bag that he was uh, bringing into the arena? That uh, alligator bag was allegedly, it allegedly costs $41,000. Are you shocked and appalled? No, or, I guess I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not shocked and appalled and good for him and you know, this is what the ultra-rich do. No big deal, but $41,000 for a bag. That is, again, that look. Russell Again, Russell Westbrook is the goat of all terrible pregame looks. Not a fan, huh? No, have you seen some of the stuff Russell wears? I, it's it's out there. 
I'm sort of a fan only because it's like, wow, it is out there, that guy. And he doesn't care. No, I think he loves it. I think he loves being a fashion guy. Interesting fella. Who has uh, Russell Westbrook been linked to romantically? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing like that? I'm asking. Who's his his girl? Russell is married with... Is he really? I want to say two kids, but I know he has a kid. Oh, okay. I had no idea that he was uh, Ward so, Cleaver. Uh, yeah, no, Russell's married, and because I, I know because they talk did a I don't either E sixty or or real sports on how he chooses his oh. his fashion prospects for the day. Nina Earl is her name. Ooh, she's and she's very, quite fetching too. She's very nice. Trying to get a comp, trying to figure out a comp to what uh, who she looks like. Hmm, I'll have to think about that one. Ah, good for Russ. There you go. Okay, there you go. All right, thank God you're here this morning, Jay, because I got a very important question for you. Can Uh-oh. you explain to me, in one elevator ride or not, the beef between Drake and Pusha T? I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air. I can't believe that you are now asking me to explain the Drake. So, uh, Pusha T belongs to Good Music, which is a Kanye driven uh vehicle is it a label it's a label right good 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 okay. music and push push your teeth formally of the brother's clips he had a group with his brother malice okay who was twin brother malice yeah. they are from uh tidewater virginia all right okay anyway push your tea and if you ask me how good is push your tea push your tea is probably top 10 Top five ra- uh, artists of all time. Uh, is he time. really? But not so, all time, right now. Right now, right okay. Now. So Pusha T is legit. Right. So I believe they did some work together, and Drake did not pay Pusha T, and now Pusha T is very angry. Oh, thus, no. And then Drake put out a song with some, some lyrics about Pusha T. Pusha T then uh-huh. came back with a answer to the this record. Uh, I and was going to say, you said a song, Jay. I, I thought it was called a diss track. Diss uh, record. A very this hot, is very old hot school. diss track that he put out. This is very old school that I'm going to make a diss record about you after you've made one about me. This one's very good so far. <laughs> okay. This is very old school. I'm enjoying this. All one. right. So Push's freshly fired diss track, The Story of Added, Added On, was yes. released on Hot 97 on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, the story of OJ was Jay Z's 2017 single. That was the basis for that. Uh, this the spit in Drake's face set to the no ID beats of Jay Z's 2017 single. The story of OJ launches low blows about the Canadian rapper's parents. "Quote: Your father walked away at five. Hell of a dad thing. Also pinged his racial identity. Confused. Always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it because your fro wouldn't nap enough." <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> what the hell did body you blow, say? Body blow. Body blow. Body like blow. Like uppercut. The old, like the old game punch out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ova. And then uh, then he, Pusha T went into the multiple sclerosis of his of Drake's producer, Noah 40 Shabib. Ovo 40 hunched over like he 80. Tick, tick, tick. How much time he got. That man is sick, sick, sick. Whoa. 
there are no rules, Zabin, to distracting. Yes. I remember one, one of my favorite, it was called Ether, and it was uh, Nas versus Jay Z. And Nas said, You have li-, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, You have lips like Jimmy Walker. Oh, boy. You there are there there are no rules of this record. You can say whatever you want to. And wow. I, I applauded Pusha T. The battle later continued, writes the post, with Pusha questioning Drake's lyrical cred. Quote, it's gone too far when the realist ain't real. Before Drake yes, retaliated. Ghostwriters. Yeah. Right. Before Drake retaliated by calling into doubt Pusha's drug dealer rep. Quote, you made a couple chops and now you think you chopo was his reply to that. So Pusha T got his name because he was a drug dealer. Pusher. Uh, they, Pusha well, T. They, uh, no, they openly talked about oh. uh, selling cocaine in, in Virginia. Oh. He, I think he's from the Michael Vick, that Michael Vick era. I mean, yeah, whatever area Michael Hampton Vick Roads. is from. That's where, that's where they're from. That's where they're from. Or, or uh, not Ham- yeah, Hampton Roads, bad, uh, Hampton News, Bad News, Virginia. Bad News. Bad yeah, News with a Z, kennel. kennel. Bad News Kennel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to know, is there a website I can go to keep up to date on this? Because this will be a fast-evolving and continually changing feud. So, you mean like rapbeef.com? Is there really a site called rapbeef.com? If not, there's a site. <laughs> I think Wikopedia probably has where you can look at all the rap beefs ever. Okay, but I want like up-to-date coverage of this particular one. Okay, I, I don't think there's a Wikipedia, but I'm sure somebody has a site that they're keeping they're keeping up to date on what's on the goings on and how long. Because we're this is better. It today is better with rap beefs because back in the '90s or eh, early 2000s, before the internet in the '80s, yeah, you had to secure studio time. And then pay engineers and do all right, that stuff. Right, now, right, right. you can do it from your computer, and then you can turn it into somebody. You can do it in like 45 minutes. And you can you know, blurp it out via social media. Everyone sees it. Or everyone right, hears exactly. it. Back in the day, you had to what? Put it on cassette and then go to street corners and say, uh, uh, here you go. Uh, why don't you put this in your boombox? You had to distribute it. You had to you know, get distribution <laughs> for it. It's like, no. <laughs> way too much time. All right, this one I wish I don't know if you've got the internet on you, but I maybe you could do it visually. Somebody has gone and casted the entire NBA finals with actual actors. And I want you to th- tell me if you think some of these actors are good uh, you know, comparisons to do the particular players. Okay. In fact, I almost need you to look at this picture. Uh, itself. Maybe I could text it to you. While I, while I'm sitting here on the phone, can I text you this? Yes, you can. And you will receive it via text. I will. I will. I will receive it post haste. Okay. While I'm doing this, uh, Jay will now spend two minutes to talk about the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, which I know he's totally into. Kidding. I am into it because of Mike Doc Emmerich, who is. Is he not the best play-by-play man in sport? He is absolutely incredible. He just is great. He calls the game with such energy, such joy, I always say. He brings... He makes you feel it. Yes. And that's something hard to do. Yes, exactly. Like okay. his voice inflections on a shot, and then there's a kick save, and you go, oh, oh, you do that yourself. Yeah. 
while watching the game. Okay. I Oh, it's still processing here. Boy, <laughs> it takes a long time to get a photograph pushed down the internet pipes uh, down to a recipient. So, yeah, I'm going to games three and four at home, and I'm going to game five in Vegas, Jay. How do you like them apples? Have you gotten that cleared by Mrs. Z? By Mrs. C, yes, because it's my birthday today, and I said all I want for my birthday is for you just to smile when I say I'm going to Vegas for game five. Well, happy birthday to you. I know. Thank you very much. When did you turn 50? (laughs) Not yet. Oh, shut up. How old are you? I'm not 50. I had the big 4-8 in February 26th. Oh, okay. So you're 48. Yes. Don't laugh like you're way younger than 50. Nah, I'm not 50. <laughs> I'm 48. <laughs> uh, Jay Farrow is Kevin Durant. Because uh, he's tall and black. Not, I'm not a fan of Jay Farrow. No. Okay. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is Steph Curry. Not light-skinned enough. Nope, don't like that Okay, one. Adrice Elba as LeBron James. Maybe, but still weak sauce. Kanye West as Tristan Thompson. Because he's an A-O. Okay, that one's funny. <laughs> that was funny. You like that one? All right. How about Jamie Foxx as uh, J.R. Smith? <laughs> oh, that's a disservice to, to Jamie Foxx. Nobody oh, really? Wants to be J.R. Smith. Okay. Uh, Tim Meadows as Andre Iguodala. <laughs> That's a funny one. Uh, Michael Fassbender as Kevin Love. Oh. By the Kevin, is the NBA protocol as hysterically stupid as the NFL pro? Kevin Love was gone for what? A game? Yeah. No, wait. And it, yeah, he, he missed a game, but he was in the protocol for almost a week. But it's not football, Jay. And I don't understand why basketball needs one. All right, Just... Nick Cannon as Nick Young. Ooh, that's a good one. They're both they're equally as goofy. I like that one. All right, Michael Ely as JaVale McGee. No, that's, they're just going because they're light-skinned. No. Okay. All right. Uh, Danielle Kaluuya as Draymond Green. Okay, that was kind of funny. That was a good one. <laughs> like that one there, right there. Uh, and I think that's, uh, I think that's it. This is a barstool sports uh, graphic. Someone did a good job of the photoshopping on it. So, yeah, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's they went a lot of just because they're light skinned. They're like, oh, you can't do that. Put a little, put a little more time and effort into it. All right, you going to Delaware on Tuesday? You know what's happening in Delaware on Tuesday, right? I do not know what's happening in Delaware. The Let me first know. legalized gambling in America outside, uh, legalized sports gambling, first legalized sports gambling in America outside of Nevada occurs Tuesday. Uh, several places in Delaware say that they will offer sports bets. Starting on Tuesday, they're beating New Jersey to the punch by about a week. We're doing you, a live show from there. I want to do. I want to do a live show. I want to do a caravan because we have a listener, uh, E, who always starts with "gentlemen, gentlemen," who talked about the Delaware Express going up to uh, one of the racetracks in Delaware for the weekend to bet the little piddling parlays, which was the only thing you could bet for years. That Delaware had this small exception to the anti-gambling rules in the country about you know sports betting, and they could bet small parlays like no more than fifty bucks. And it had to be at least a three-team parlay on football 
but he would still go up there and we joked that you know he was going to take the Delaware Express to go bet on this game, that game, and the other game. Mr. You're not going with Mr. X who has to be beside himself with great joy? I could bring Mr. X. But you I, have to bring Mr. X. I wanted to get like a bus, a, a party bus, loaded up with beer, go up to Delaware, be there for the inaugural opening at 1 o'clock, take photos, take videos, push it out to social media, be there. This is like the, the first bricks of the Berlin Wall coming down. I want to be there. I need to <laughs> be there. All you need is David Hasselhoff singing. Oh, you should get him for the bus. He ain't doing nothing. The Hoff. <laughs> you know, you, he's not doing anything. Are you going to Dover Downs? Is that where you're going to go? Uh, it's a couple places. I've been to Dover Downs to gamble with my pops. And it was over the summer, though, so there was really nothing to bet on. And there, there was that little shop in there. But yeah, no, I feel like uh, I feel like it's an important thing that we. Uh, it is. Need to go there. A lot of people going to go broke, man. This is going to be interesting. All this gambling now, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens now that it's legal and it's going to be legal across the country. And how about Brent Musburger had the foresight to see all this and, and then start Veasan. Yeah, but who knows if they're making any money at Veasan? Okay, it seems like they are. They have a a nice little. Well, have you been on his show before? I was on Gil Alexander's show in Vegas when I was out there two springs ago for Zave Vegas. He invited me on. We chatted, and it was nice. It's like this big fishbowl studio encased in glass in the middle of the South Point Casino, which is way the fuck down the road. A good. $20 cab ride, you know, at least 15 minutes of a cab ride south of the most southern part of the Strip, south of basically Mandalay Bay, you know, another 15, 20 minutes almost to South Point Casino, and that's where it's located. So it's kind of out of the way. It's a nice studio. I have no idea if they're making any money, though. Are they in old Vegas? Is that where they are? No, no. This is like as you come into town Vegas. Okay. Okay. Yes. But it seems that, but I mean, he, he saw... He saw yeah. the future yeah, and, th- and jumped on it quick. I, I think that's yeah definitely possible that he was uh, ahead of the curve on that one. All right, anything else you want to talk about before we get to fuck that guy? Because I know you've got a fuck that guy. Oh, I, I do have a fuck that guy. Uh, I would like to talk about how horribly bad the Baltimore Orioles are. It is now laughable. Your Nats came into town, oh, not yeah. even pumping on all cylinders, and just kick the hell out of, the, out of the Baltimore Orioles. Chris Davis, by the way, now is the worst player in the history of the Baltimore Orioles, hitting 150 and getting paid like $18 million a year. I worst, saw that. So when they paid... baseball player of all time, Baltimore Orioles. When they paid Crush Davis off of his... What season was it that he pretty much, you know, pegged the needle on all of his statistical categories? I want to say it was when he hit... 45 and drove in 150. He got the big contact off that. And at the time where you want to, before you, before you crush, crush Davis and how bad he is right now at the time where you saying, don't give him this contract. He's going to tail off at the end. Or were you like, yeah, we got to pay this guy. I was like, uh, don't pay him now because this is not going to stand up. Cause I believe he also, he got busted for Adderall and missed oh, the that's playoffs. Oh, right. that's right. And I said, well, there's no way I can give this guy money. And I believe the, the word is from the warehouse 
that he is a favorite of uh, Peter Angelos's wife, and that's why he got the money. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, 2013 would be the year that he absolutely yes. killed it. 53 home runs. Did bounce, had, had 26 home runs the next year, but only played 127 games. But then in 2015, uh, played 160 games and hit 47 bombs. Look at the batting average, though. Oh, you're a batting and average strikeouts. guy, huh? Uh, well, let's see. Oh, and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 2014, that's the weirdest split. Hit 26 home runs and was below the Mendoza line. Hit 196 that year. That's not good, is it? No, it's not good. But, you know, baseball continues to change where I'm not sure people care about batting average. It's all about the three true outcomes and hitting bombs and barrels and launch velocity and launch angles and all that other nonsense. So 47 home runs. Eh, you know what? He had 38 home runs in 2016. Pretty good. And hit 221. And even had 26 bombs last year, Jay. And hit 215, which is not great. This year, though... 50 games so far, hitting a buck 56 with a grand total of four home runs. Not That's good. not good. Not good. Okay. All right. Are you ready for fuck that guy? Is that a yes? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, because sorry. Will I hear the music this time? No, you will not the... hear the music. In fact, oh, hold on a second. Oh, you just want me to go. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got I to gotta swap this out. This is live podcasting, people. Everybody relax. Live podcasting. I love this part. Live podcasting. Just don't worry about this. We'll take this out in post-production. We're not going to take it out in post-production. Here we go. Okay, hold on. I'll cue you, Jay. Okay. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, you're on. Who do you got this week? So the big story yesterday in my area, Zabin, was my school, Mount St. Joe, refusing to play a school called St. Francis in football anymore. St. Francis has turned into IMG Academy. They have play- they're have they in East Baltimore, Zabin, but they have players from far away as France, Texas, oh my God. Ohio, and Pennsylvania. <laughs> and Mount St. Joe, who, by the way, gave them their toughest game last year in a 32-22 defeat, said, you know what? This is not high school football. And we're going to kind of take their them off the schedule. To everybody saying, oh, my God, well, I thought high school was about competing. Yeah, it's about competing when you play players from your same area, but not players from France, Ohio, and Texas. I hate, I hate to say this. All the people at St. Francis who are wringing their hands and, and saying you guys aren't competing, fuck that guy. All right. That that is a crazy high school. They're getting players and quote students from all over the world. That's... Yeah, and, and and somebody said, well, the the school is helping a lot of students who would otherwise not get looks. To which I said, yeah, the, but it's funny. All the guys they're helping are six five two eighty. I'm sure there's some yeah, you know, some other kids right. who they could be helping. Where are the nerds they're helping? I don't see a lot of them from France Thank and you. Portugal and whatnot. Thank you. All right, my fuck that guy uh, goes to, let me get his name here. Uh, it goes to one, oh, damn it, where's his name, this loser? Oh, come on. Do, do, do. Just listen to the music here. All right. Oh, you know what? Doesn't matter. 
Uh, the guy that allegedly punched the horse in Philadelphia uh, before the Vikings-Eagles NFC Championship game, uh, guess what? He is now suing the cops, saying he was just standing around minding his own business when a couple of mounted cops rolled up on their horsies and began to harass him. Guess what? Uh, Fuck that guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. As you, as you like to say, ah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, you're suing us. Yeah. All right, Jay. Uh, good to talk to you this week. Uh, enjoy the Capitals this week. I don't know you're a big hockey fan. Wink, wink. Yeah. Enjoy the Orioles. Enjoy this wonderful rainy weather as we turn the page into June because May was a complete soaker. And we will talk soon. Thank you, sir. There you go. Follow Jay on uh, Twitter as well, at jcottrell34. 3-4. There you go, jcottrell34. And I'll keep up to date on that Pusha T Drake feud because I know that's it's important to keep up on these things. Well, right? again, well, like I said, we'll talk about it next week at the meeting. It'll be bullet points. Okay, very good. All right, Jay, see you, bud. All right, we'll end on a happy note today. The woman who saved the Comerica Park goose, you know, the goose that flew right into the ribbon board, bam, and ended up tumbling down to the seats, a uh, an animal sports-related highlight that is going to be an all-timer. Uh, the woman that... I guess, saved the goose or took the goose out, uh, was a veterinarian, thank God. And she was brought back the following night to throw out the first pitch uh, in the game with the Tigers and the Angels. Uh, Dr. Catherine Roach is her name. She is a Detroit-area veterinarian. She just so happened to be sitting close by, and she, along with other other Tiger employees, worked to make sure the goose made it out of the ballpark safe and healthy. And of course, the Tigers have now adopted a goose, a plastic goose, a decoy goose, as their rally cry. They have a hashtag rally goose. All is well with the goose in the end. All right, that'll be a wrap for today. I got birthday cake and presents. Uh, I got birthday cake to eat. I got presents to open. I got lots and lots of people texting me saying, thank you, happy birthday. And I'm like, thank you, thank you. I did nothing to turn 50, but yeah. Let's start this next 50 years of life on a good note. You know the drill. Tell two friends. Hit up that Reddit thread about how great these Abecast is. Leave a positive review. Download, subscribe at all the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast, and more. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Go Caps, and we will see you Monday.